Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to another episode of the Dark Forest. This one I am taping at the Daily Show, which Al Madrigal said to me. Hey, do you want to come down to The Daily Show and just do it in my office? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I would love that. And we saw Jon Stewart on the way out. And, you know, I've met many famous people, and I know a lot of comics, and everybody's very gifted. But I was still pretty psyched about it. And I didn't, uh, I didn't, lose, my, I didn't lose my mind and run up to him and say anything to him, which you got to love. That I was mature. Anyway, the credits, you know them. The website's JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. And uh, my schedule, I'm on the road a lot. I'm in Portland this week and next week in San Francisco at the Punchline. Split week where I'm headlining two nights and then I'm featuring for Eddie Pepitone over the weekend. Always great, Eddie Pepitone. And that's San Francisco. Patrick Brady fixes this audio. You know that. And then Vilmos fixes the website. Mike Rickberg just sang that song you just heard. And he'll sing again at the end. There is a donation button and there's a merch page. And hopefully a new t-shirt will be coming out, new Dork Forest t-shirt, designed by Brett Chambers. The donation button, if you haven't used it recently, it'd be great. It'd be really great if you guys wanted to throw some, like, 25, 50 bucks at me. That'd be awesome. And if you have done it in the past, I genuinely appreciate it. All right, now tune in to Al Madrigal. All right, I am sitting actually in an office at The Daily Show with uh, a great comic and a good guy, Al Madrigal. Welcome to the Dork hey, Forest. Hey, I wanted to be. We talked about me being on the Dork Forest a long time ago. Months we did ago. A gig, uh, we did a gig. Oh, that was right at uh, Meltdown when we saw each other. Was we it? both did sets. We're and doing now it. We're in New York City, where uh, there is no Not, place to cry. Yeah, and I've spent the day just wandering the streets, going, "I'm tired." But we're seeing each other more in New York City than we did in Los Angeles. Than ever in Los Angeles, because <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been doing a lot of sets. And then last night we both did that storytelling thing, where the theme was betrayal. Yeah, and then I talked about and just to catch you up because you had a jam. I had a jam to go do another set, and I did not know this about uh, your your for ten years. You did the family business, family business, and well, but. You know what? It, that I've told this story before on other podcasts because I used to fire people. I did. If you saw Up in the Air, yeah, I used to be the hatchet man, so I fired people. That's the craziest but job. The betrayal part came in from the fact that what this family business meant to my family, because it wasn't just we're we've always had this business. It's a, my Where mom. This is like a third generation. No, this, this is was her building it from nothing. From nothing, and my mom being a secretary, making six dollars an hour, working her way up, and actually buying the company from the owner, and then turning it, you know, quadrupling the whole thing in size. So wow. it's like I went from. Salvation Army sports coat to, you know, the family was doing quite well. So it's like... Like a but, nice suit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hickey Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, it meant everything to the family. So that's where the betrayal... And I never really thought about that. Like, I was the exit strategy. I was the eldest son right. in this business. So I was supposed to take the whole thing over. So whenever I call and ask my mom, how are things? How's everything with the business? Right. And... Is she is she still mad to some extent? No, but I think there is some acknowledgement that I was the plan. You know, I was the retirement plan. Right. She was going to get out. She was hopefully going to get out, and you were. Gonna she take was going to yeah, exactly. And then the family would still be getting this money right. that meant it meant everything. Like I said, but because your siblings aren't into it. Well, my brother Ray is in. Uh, he does the payroll there, and he's part of a group that's buying it from my mom at this point. Okay, so. But still, they're buying her out, and she's going to be uninvolved. Whereas if I was there, I would probably have just owned it outright. Yeah, and and and, and because of the like, if like because your brother doesn't do the things that you did, he doesn't go and fire people and no, restructure things. Not at and, all. And so I was always more capable in terms of talking to people and doing sales calls. Right. Put, so putting on new business, managing any conflict that we had. So I was the yeah. Sort of, you were you were the charisma that made stand up comedy possible, yeah. essentially. <laughs> totally. And, 
And then, so, and also, you know, I, it's, it's difficult because I have, uh, you know, we're, we're able to do exciting stuff. We were talking yeah. about going to Australia and I've done that and she's taking care of the kids when I've gone there and I've, um, so I'm getting doing comedy festivals and I've been to London for stand up four right. times. And right. so I mean, we were going to, you know, not Montreal, but back and forth, you know, we're but, traveling all over the world doing right, stand up right. and, you know, you now can be I'm, a snob about a bagel. Yeah. And, <laughs> so. So I'm just saying now I'm calling and checking in from all these right, from all cool these. spots where, and, you know, I've gotten these great opportunities to perform with very cool people and travel the country. And she's, And so it's not like you're not successful. So she's got to be proud of that, Yes, right? but she's still managing all of the stuff that I would have taken over a long time ago. Because so. now she's the one who has to go forward yeah, she, and be the hatchet person? You really get burnt out doing that gig, and that's another thing. It's like you yeah. think that there's actually a, a moment where for two or three years, the first three or four years, I felt like I'm really fucking good at this. Like, right. I'm good at this. Right. And I would play... Uh, the same song, I actually played it last night for the first time, but I play um, <laughs> same song from Menace to, Soci- Menace to Society when they were about to rob a liquor store before I'd fire somebody. Okay. It's um, from the brand Nubian album, Everything is Everything. It's yeah. track number 13. Okay, I'll we'll put the it real. in the notes, man. No, it's a great, it's actually, if, and it just, albums all time, if you want to talk about great albums. Yeah. That is one of, if I had Desert Island Discs, right. where I had to bring 10 albums. Menace to Menace? No. That's a movie by the Hughes Brothers, <laughs> Menace to Society. Menace to Society. You know what? The, uh, it's, it's, a no, no. Dr- it's a great drinking game for the Dork Forest, no. by the way, is when Jackie doesn't know anything about music. Yeah, right. uh, so. <laughs> no, but this is a good a um, intro. Like, you know, 1993, 1994, uh, hip-hop was known. Those were the years oh, right. of all well, the best stuff. So Tribe Called Quest. Okay. And so, but Brand Nubian, yeah. the, the album is Everything is Everything is one of the best albums of all time. And I'm not And, crazy and the hip-hop about artist that. that you speak of is Brand Nubia. Well, it's a group. It's a, a group, right, the group. Guys. Yes, Guru, the artist. And, like, there's a lot of people that sure, are involved sure. in that. Uh, the, uh, the, my hip-hop experience, 1989 to 1991. Oh, you're right in there. Those are the best parts. Well, that, are, I mean, it was great. It was Boogie Down Productions, yeah. and it was Eric B. and Rakim, and it sure. was Big Daddy Kane. That's Romance a, with yeah, No yeah, Finance yeah. is a damn nuisance. Okay. It still speaks to me. But, I mean, but after, I, it just went away. Like, and then every, like, ten years, I'll buy, like, a weird Lupe Fiasco album. Or Yeah, then yeah. there's some stuff that's good. But I really do, in my, if you're looking through my iTunes, it is still a lot of it's that. It's still there. Uh, and early days of it hip-hop. just pumped you up that song. And you just oh no! Like, it's, yeah, it's about it's about uh, you know, and I, I listen to it every single time before I fired somebody. Yeah. it's like, are you ready to do this? And uh, yeah. if you're not, like, get out and yeah. you know, go. And if you are, let's go do it right now and don't fuck. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all in the lyrics. Just don't it, fuck around. Just like I've never had to fire anybody. That's I mean, that, that's like not no, a there's job. Um, that anyone's you know, ever... whenever you have to, and I gave this advice last night. But if you have to break up with anybody, right. if you have to fire anybody, and if you have to, just advice for listeners is um, some keywords that okay. you want to say every single time. Okay. It has been decided. Oh, it's over. You it never has say, been decided. It if has you been. Say if that. you say it has been decided, like so I'm going to break up. I have decided to. Okay. Well, there's no arguing about that. Right now, because not now if you, you get use to say the word that it's decided. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I have very, decided that I'm. So look at that three. Yeah, I have decided. Wow. Yeah. I've decided that we're breaking up. Right. I've decided that this is not working out. Right. That What's, is. What, and, what are you going to say now? And dead and eye contact yeah. too. Is what, what are you going to say? Uh, I'm going to get up and leave. Is what's you know, going to happen? Like, oh well, I guess we're done then. I never say I'm sorry. We're seeing each other today under unfortunate circumstances. Right. And um, and it's really, it sounds really cold. I don't mean if you were breaking up with somebody. I mean it's like, but you, you could, could just look at someone. You could soften a little bit, but you should say. I, I've decided that this isn't working out. Right, because otherwise it's just going to drag on for another six months, and it's going to be a just a waste of our time. Yes, everybody's is, just... it, and uh, I also, also used to say that this is just a bad match. Oh yeah, and this is not going to. This is there's some hope at the end. That, that's what was said a lot in the uh, um, the online dating experience. It's a bad match. I don't think this match is going to work. Yeah, but I think that using the word "think" would have been a bad idea. You just say 
this match actually didn't work. Thank you for your yeah, time. Yeah, but though. I think that there's other stuff out there just, that will just, be perfect for you and your kind. Yep. And or me and my kind. Sure. Because it went both ways, people. I'm not saying I was not. Rejected. So when it comes to like breaking up with service people that we've had around the house, because you know I'm oh, very yeah. domestic in L.A. I've got my little setup. I got two kids, two dogs, my wife, and everything. Wow. And so then you have yeah. variety of people that are in and out, like construction type you, of like yeah. we're, you know, we're working on a gardener that comes and, by and right. everything like that. And if I don't like the way things run, I'm not stringing anybody along. Like mm-hmm. this isn't a good. This isn't going to work out. Yeah. So here's your final money. Right. And, and it's been great. But, yeah. And and you get somebody else. It has helped me with a lot of severing ties in other parts uh, yeah. know, of my life. So that's been good. But again, it's um. So that's what I talked about last night. And it was, it's tough, but in terms of like, I mean, it's just now what I'm doing is I'm going back and forth between New York and LA. And LA just because are, is your wife, are your wife and kids there yeah. in LA? No, I left everybody. The back. dogs, everybody? Everybody, two dogs, <laughs> two kids, and a wife just back in and LA. This is the rude first question. What kind of dogs you got? Yeah, what kind I, of dogs? What do you No, have? I got these two. Um, we just got a new puppy. He's oh, well. uh, 11 weeks old. His name is Vernon. Wow. And, you know, Natasha Leggero, yeah. Duncan Trussell, yeah. uh, they adopted a dog. That they sort of somebody a friend found. I forget this, that they're together. They're, yes. they're not anymore. Oh well, uh, I forget that they were together. They were together. And, uh, <laughs> so she, well, yeah, they have two little dogs. But they found one of the dogs was found by a friend of theirs in the street. Okay. Ooh. Scooped up. Right. Brought to Natasha, taken for for a vet visit. Um, uh, a white Chihuahua named Blanche. She is pregnant. Okay. So, um, Puppies I ended up that. wanting one of the dogs, but knew with this New York and LA movie was too much for my wife. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of passed. There's a comic Johnny Pemberton. Do you yeah, know Johnny? I know a young Johnny Pemberton. Yeah. Sure. So Johnny Pemberton. He's been on, talked about jazz. All right. Well, Johnny mm-hmm. and his girlfriend are going to take this dog. Oh, okay. And they get the pick of the litter, who was, oh. they were calling Big Julie, who was this big guy who's getting all the way. So he really was the biggest of all of the puppies. Right. Had the puppy for two days, didn't think it was going to work out. And it was actually the puppy I had my eye on. Right. And um, there was a, yeah. Uh, and your wife was like, I'm in, I could do this? Well, we had Johnny bring the puppy over when the kids and my wife were there. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you could. No, pass. no, you can't introduce a puppy into the plot and no. then go. Oh, by the way, we're actually not going to. Yeah, we're not going to take it. So Johnny <laughs> brought all the stuff. He had it in the car, and we uh, named him Vernon. Oh, changed it from Big Julie. Well, it was. They thought Julie was a uh, she at some way. That's why it was Julie. Oh, was, they didn't know what they didn't sex the dog right. They didn't they sex that, the oh, dog right. Fair enough. Yeah, but you know what Big Julie's from. Is from Guys and Dolls. No, that's right. I they, was in Guys and Dolls. I was the understudy for uh, Nathan Detroit. Yeah. Oh wow! You I was actually Nathan Detroit. I actually was. I ended up on one of the nights. We split it between two of the guys, but I was Sky Masterson, and I had an understudy uh, Nathan Detroit. So All right. Was, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a. Uh, so your, your musical theater, you, you've done, you did some, some theater in high school? And- <laughs> I did. I auditioned for every single musical and play yeah. in high school. Only got cast and seen my senior year musical, but it was, uh, and it was a wonderful town. It was a wonderful town? Yes. Is, that- it was a mashup of It's a Wonderful Life in Our Town? No, uh, Wonderful Town is an actual play, an actual its own. musical. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about that one. And we I'd can be talk about assassins, and, yeah. but uh, sometime. And, <laughs> so. so I, you know, and then that's yeah, that's uh, so um, the dogs. Then so it's half Chihuahua, half we don't really know what he is. I'll okay. show you some pictures okay, on my phone. Okay, because it's a found. And then we already have a Chihuahua mix. That's, okay. His name is Henry. That I got from a place. You got to go to this website. It's called Orange Bone. And Orange it's, Bone? Orange Bone. It's on Melrose in L.A. Yeah. And it's one of these places that goes around to the various pounds and picks, grabs the best dogs. Okay. So it... Oh, uh, they're just, they're and they're just a reseller for... They get them all their shots. They make sure they're okay. okay. They're sure, and then they mark... They charge mark you it 250 bucks for... For for them giving the dog a bath and the shots and yeah, cleaning bath and the shots and yeah. cleaning it up and putting a dog in a headshot on the website. <laughs> so me and my son are just sort of looking around and we find 
I gotta find this picture. I don't. It's gotta be backed up on one of my. I hope it's backed up. In you should email me the pictures. People love a picture of a dog. Holy shit! I definitely have some pictures of the two dogs snuggling. That um, <laughs> uh, my wife sends snuggling. me. My son. I, I got my son an iPad since I was gonna be gone all night. Yeah. And so I get pictures from the iPad that says this is happening right now. Right now, it's yeah, going on. Yeah, he's a nine-year-old that says, yeah. this is going on right now. This is what's <laughs> happening. And his dog snuggling constantly. Right. Oh, that's lovely. So, because there was a question as whether or not Henry was going to like Vernon and take him in. Yeah. And there was some snarling. And then just really, they're the best of friends. And, and, so, then, and then it just worked out. So we got this. Uh, Henry is hilarious. He looks like the dog from The Grinch. That they put oh, the antlers on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he looks like that little... Oh. He's um, he sits upright on the couch, yes, like us, and leans back. <laughs> back. So he did it to one of my friends. I had a buddy, a comic and uh, writer, come over, uh, and he sits. He jumps up. Yeah. Henry jumps up and sits, looks at you. Yeah, and then does this move where he flips himself over and lands next to you like this, belly up. Yeah, belly up, and sits yeah. with his paws up like a person, like a person. And just he's like- this little eight and a half pound dog. Um, so I left, yeah, again, I left the dogs and I left the. Uh, so you have two home. kids, two boys, two girls, one of each? A boy who's nine and a girl who just turned six. Oh, nice. And so we're over in that sort of Eagle Rock. Oh, yeah, Pasadena. a little where the bearded youth live. Well, and nice. yeah, and yeah. Um, very close to Maria. Where Maria and Mark yeah. Marin both yes. live over there. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, as a matter of fact, I take my son to play, to go to basketball camp. Right near Maria's house at college. Oh, right, the Occidental. Occidental. Yeah. And uh, see Maria going to the pool. Oh, yeah. She'll, yeah, she'll, she'll work, she works out over there. She's, yeah. She walks and she's like, I'm on my way to the gymnasium. And she wants to uh, run jokes. Well, that's the best part about living next to it. When you're looking for a place to live, usually every sort of private college that you can find. And yeah. any metrics, I know the University of San Francisco does this. They, if you live in that community, they offer you a membership to their facilities. To the college's facilities? Yeah. So, oh, okay. And the Occidental one is a great deal, too. So you can have access to their pool, the, their gym, their track, you've um, to oh, the oh. soccer field and all of that. I feel like I think the family membership might be 75 bucks. So it's, wow. uh, it's got to be a yeah, better it's deal be Maria. Yeah, it's got to be $40 a year or yeah. something. So it's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, so anyway, Eagle Ryan, I just sort of left everybody there, and that's been tough, and I've been flying back and forth. One so of my friends just said that here? I got this gig. Which is, the, you're doing on-air for The Daily Show. Yeah, I'm doing on-air for The Daily Show. I got this gig in May of uh, last year. And then I got made a full-time correspondent. They offered me the job right when I had a sitcom. It was on NBC that got canceled, and that... Which one was that? That was with Hank Azaria and Catherine. Oh, right, Hart. right. The free agent? Free agents. Yeah. yeah. Got canned. Which is now, somebody just told me they were watching it on Hulu. Yeah, so it's you can on, see it on Hulu. I'll link that up. You can see we all, should all, the, watch that. all of the episodes on Hulu. People keep trying to get me to, you know how like everyone's like, you should be watching 19 things. Yeah. But I don't have time to watch six. I am really fighting hard to watch 19 things. Are you? Yes. You, you want in? You want in on the... the no, no, no. I, I'll tell you what I'm watching. What are you watching? 19 things. Yeah. I what love, are your 19 I can't things? wait to... Well, East Mountain Down just started. Life is too short. I love a lot of the HBO shows. There was a while where I didn't think that they were going to be able to pull off the transition from Sopranos because they had a some oh, right. great series come to an end. Yep. And then it's like, oh my God, what, what are they going to do for these? They're not going to be able to... You can't follow that. Right. Right. How do you follow The Sopranos? Game of Thrones. It's just incredible. And You are the 30th thousandth person. Yeah, I know. I don't have HBO, and I've tried to read it, and I've tried to listen to it on tape, and it has not taken. No. And I understand winter I'm going has back. come. I'm getting and texts from, uh, you know, the comic Tom Papa. Yeah, uh, yeah. His tech, these texts going, <laughs> into episode eight, still completely lost. So <laughs> it's not working out, this Game of Thrones. It is. Yeah. It's, it's. Love it. I hear, I hear that the, um, the, my problem, and I've, and I've, and people who listen to the Dork Forest are well aware, well aware of my theory, uh, my, 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 my struggle with Game of Thrones. Cause people are like, you love that sword and sorcery crap. And I was like, I do love that sword and sorcery crap. But when I was reading it, I'm like, everyone's dead. 
Everyone who I am meeting in the first hundred pages will be dead by the end of this book. And uh, so I, by the time I got to 120, I was like, oh, it's already super sad. I'm done. And then I was like, everybody kept said doing it. And then my brother downloaded it on Audible, and I, I am part of his Audible team. So I downloaded it, and I tried to listen to it on Audible. What do you mean you're part of his Audible team? Uh, well... Uh, I use his Audible account, <laughs> and I occasionally use his credits uh, to buy books that I. Oh, enjoy. that's awesome! What membership? Because I just got, I just joined Audible, mm-hmm. and because I'm riding the subway a lot, and yeah, it just makes you got sense. some time. And so I move around, I strap on some headphones, and go for it. And, yeah, uh, which has been amazing. So in two days. I'm at the end of Tina Fey's book, Bossy Pants. Which is the greatest book on Audible ever. It Just really is, because you get to hear her do impressions. I think really? like if I had read this, I would totally be missing out on her, her doing her dad. Yep. Or doing, remember she does that Paul Lind? Like, yes. Yeah. Oh my God, she does pull. I yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, she nails that. it. Yes. So anyway, I just say, all right, for an autobiography to have the person. That's the way read to go. It, yeah. Is, and I was looking at Miles Davis's book. He doesn't do it. I'm just trying to. I, I wanted to be the. Yeah. It was to be the Sarah Vall. Have you done Assassination Vacation? No, I should do that. Yeah, because she reads it. And okay. she also reads Wordy Shipmates. But like John Stewart and, and, and Eric Bogosian and, and all these people do in Wordy Shipmates. And maybe Assassination Vacation, Conan. Like, other people play some of the characters. Some oh, of the wow. characters. And Assassination Vacation, I find that is the best one. Other people like the Cannoli book better. Um, some people... The Wordy Shipmates is definitely the most academic of her books. Mm-hmm. And the most informative. But, but Assassination is both informative and hilarious. Okay. So, um... But Bossy Pants, I've listened to it a couple of times, quite honestly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really into the Audible and, um... What else are we getting? Oh, just my shows. So all the HBO stuff, Walking Dead. Oh, you're doing um, Walking Dead? I, try, yeah. I I read the first graphic novel, and then I, try, I started the second graphic novel, and I was like, oh, I get it. There's still zombies. Yeah. And, and I was done. Speaking, and graphic novels, this is a chance in New York to catch up on a lot of stuff that... So a bunch yeah. of guys here gave me uh, Fear oh, Agents, The Goon. Oh, yeah. Um... What else do I have? Uh, Preacher. Preacher. Um, just all this shit. Agents of Hate. Have you tried Agents no, of Hate? No, no, but I'll you see it. Yeah. I can do it. I have yeah. no kids and wife holding Oh, right, right. You've got downtime. And me and my wife would watch all of this stuff together. But in terms of like any reading, mm-hmm. that's really not possible to do when you have like fatherly duties constantly. Right. It's, it's very difficult. There's because, work to do. Cause and I'm out doing stand-up. That's another thing is I'll go out. Monday through um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday is really like wife time. Yeah. Watching that evening, doing whatever she wants. We go out to dinner and stuff like that. And then on Wednesday through Saturday, I go out and I do stand up in LA. It was like every single night I was out. And I was trying to do two sets a night Mm -hmm. at least. Um, So. Anyway, it's very difficult. Then I, during the day, I got to write, and yeah, you know, sort of audition and make stuff happen. Yeah. So there's very little you time, right? And that's a choice that comics sort of have to make because some comics don't do anything and just make it all you time. Yep. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. It's, you know, we have uh, a lot of lazy friends. Yeah, there's definitely some sitting around that needs to yeah. be done. Uh, and what what I think is funny is when people are like. Oh, comedy? You just work like the one hour a night. Yeah, sweet. And I was like, no, yeah, it must I'm be busier than I ever have been in my entire life. Even and with the firing people working in my family business, <laughs> right? I had a job, I had an office, mm-hmm. and I am much busier now. I've got way too much stuff going on. Right, because you have to have thirteen projects, and a lot of them you're doing the marketing by yourself. Yeah. So that's another thing to say, and and that's what I would advise. Um, younger stand-ups of all the time, and I don't even consider that myself an older, that much of an older right. stand-up, but uh, sort of in the mid-level. But, so, but sort of people starting out. People starting out is you need five things going on, and just because one of those may take, and right. then you constantly can't you just put all of your efforts in one place. Right. I mean, that. which is why po- there's podcasting and there's web series and then there's yeah, yeah. writing packets and then there's stand-up and then there's acting classes or And I'm just or- horrible at, you know, in, in terms, somebody asked me if I was on Facebook and so like that. And then we talked about, did we talk about that? And uh, like, maybe um, Twitter might have been. Somebody you're on tried, Twitter, aren't you? I'm on Twitter, but. And Twitter's easier. To some extent. Twitter is easier. I just, everything, 
I don't know. I when it comes to my <laughs> efforts creatively, yes. I am not aggressively trying to cultivate this fan base that's going to come out oh, and right, see right. me. And, and um, I've never been good at that. I just know it'll happen right. eventually. Well, wh- the only thing I do is I check into all of those different social medias just so that it, like if somebody says something, I'm like, well, I feel obligated to go, oh, thanks. Yeah, and yeah. That's sometimes that's all I do. I mean, yeah. there's not a lot to. I mean, but if somebody emails me and I just I respond and go, oh yeah, well I'm I'm glad you're liking it. That's but awesome. I'm just saying this calculated effort to put oh, on right, fans. Right. So yeah, when I, I go to do... Atlanta, then I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna fill that room. Yeah, yeah. I I've never been good at any of that. Somebody was just telling me about this is the exact opposite. But there's a really a, a bad actor that was at the Improv that was doing a set and he was okay. auditioning for. Um, in Living Color, and he's. I knew you up. were going to say that because I hear that they're doing a new In Living Color. So they're color. doing a new In Living Color, and this actor was up on stage, and this is over the last break when I was there, and he gets up and he goes, I'm going to do like five characters, and I have some friends with me, and he went really long, oh. and then I was telling somebody about him, and they were telling me a story about this guy who's like driving around, he's on the phone with his agent <laughs> and his manager, going, I got to bust that camp. And that meant that he what was going to... What does that gonna, mean? And yeah. she goes, have you ever heard that? Bust that camp? Bust that camp. And that means he was going to break into like the Judd Apatow camp. Oh, sweet. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And then so I was thinking work. as the guy, <laughs> like the calculated effort to put on Twitter followers and bust that camp. Man. And I am the exact opposite of that. Right. Like, and, I don't, saying, and I don't... I don't know if that makes us cooler or just lazier or whatever it, it do, or I, whatever it does make us. I'm much I'm okay more comfortable. With it. Yeah, yes. I'd rather be that because I would just be. I would be fine. I get just as much satisfaction about writing something that somebody else says that's funny. Oh, that's and, neat. Yeah, I really do, and I like performing, and I'll always like I'll always do stand up. Right, I really enjoy it. Yeah, and I enjoy I, a lot of times I enjoy smaller crowds, yeah. <laughs> just more oh, yeah, attentive yeah. groups, and more than and I've performed in front of like big big audiences. Oh, like those big theaters. Yeah, I've done some of that. A lot stuff of people with other are people. all psyched about those, but I never, I can never connect. And the timing is different because you got to wait for it to hit the back wall. Sure. And uh, no, I, oh, my favorite. What's your favorite number? Oh yeah, it's neat. But. And you know, that's funny uh, that you say that because I haven't given that too too much thought. But I think we can arrive on it right now. It's like Let's make you know statement. when you've done. Do you you've gone to Bumbershoot? Right. And you know that theater that Lisa puts in yeah. there. They're all right there. How many people is that in that I, theater? Oh, you know what? I don't think that's more than 300. That's like a 300 seat yeah. theater. Yeah. That's, that's the perfect. perfect. Yeah. You know, that's at Paul F. Tompkins, the PFT 300. Yeah. That's what he started doing like three years ago. He said, if you can get 300 people to buy a ticket, I will come to Poughkeepsie. Because that's the perfect number. It is a perfect number. I kind of like a 180 to 220 sometimes, but I'll 300 max just because more like, you know, the new Cobbs in, in yeah, San yeah, Francisco yeah. Well, seats like yeah. 550. Yeah. And. It's fine if it's full. But that's a weird room too. It's like echoey, but I'd say like three to five hundred for me might yeah. be the perfect number. Yeah, it's a it's a, well, it's a great number. It's a great way to make good money too, because that's a um, that's sort of the perfect. But you know who's really good at marketing that doesn't make it look like he's working like a crazy person is Chris Hardwick. Like it just sort of happens for him. And Rob Delaney, maybe? Rob Delaney, but I think, well, Chris, well, Chris is now with Nerdist Industries, it's right. like more of a business. He made a thing. Yeah, he made a thing out of it, but I think because of, and because I remember when he did They have a shipmates. global headquarters. They have a global headquarters, but remember Shipmates? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hartwick will see you right now. Yeah, I remember Shipmates. Shipmates, it was a freaking nightmare. And I remember when he did it, I was like, oh, you are earning every penny. Every dime that is coming through is being sucked out of you like the machine in the Princess Bride. Yeah. And um, he, and so, and I think that he's definitely, I think he's trying in many ways, to, you know, he's making a business and he's making money and all this stuff. But I also think he's trying to give back, which I, you know, I kind of think is cool. You know, he wants people to nerd out and be able to do things and have podcasts mm-hmm. and add that space in the back of Meltdown. And yeah. So it's, um, but I, because I asked him one time, because sometimes I, because th- my, I could hear my dad in the background. You know, you got to throw painters caps out into the out of the audience with your name on them. 
He told oh. me that about 20 years ago. Really? And I was like, Dad, I'm never throwing painter's caps painters anywhere. Painter's caps. With JackieCation.com on it. It's, it's not a horrible happen. idea, Dad. Yeah, it's a horrible, horrible idea. I do have magnets, though, that I give out. I had some um, magnets. Yeah. And, uh, but the... Um, so, so I hear his voice in the background going, you got it. You got to work the marketing angle. You got to do it. You got to do it. And so I asked Chris one time, I said, what would, um, what do you think about me getting a, a PR agent? What do you, what do you think that would do for me? And he just looked at me and said, Jackie, I don't know how much money you have, but I've never left a PR agent thinking to myself, well, that was $20,000 well spent. And I was like, oh, two, two things I'm hearing right there. A, they're not going to help you. And B, I don't have 20 grand to spend on whatever. Yeah, I had one when I thought I needed one at one point when I had it. I was on a show. Was it a bit of a drain? Just a drain? Just a complete waste of money. Complete waste of money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, someone, you know, one of the guys, you know. All but the, I did do this. What? I set up my own fake company. Oh, did um, you? Yeah. And okay. so you can be your own PR agent. Through the... Through the name of that company. Through the name of this fake company. All right. And so when you get uh, go to Network Solutions, you can get uh, any domain name. Okay. Comes with email addresses. Right. So once you set that up, it's very easy to set up, you know, Steve, <laughs> Steve Bar- from Bardo at, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. At um, Sue Bendorf, that's always the name. Sue Bendorf. Sue Bendorf. Yeah, she's a roommate of mine. Have Sue Bendorf call. I mean, yeah, yeah. (laughs) then she can set up in local press for you when you go into a town. Yeah, yeah. I have Jackie Cation coming. And what what do you think? Is this something that you might be interested in? And yeah, I could do that. Somebody, one of the one of the local. uh, You'll be doing more than a person that at that point would be costing you like you know two thousand dollars a month. Oh, right, because they're not doing they're any of that. They're really not doing anything. Yeah. And they were offering me to go to a lot of parties. There's oh. new underwear. What? There's new underwear out, and there's going to be a paparazzi there, and you're going to show up between the and walk in, and... and there's, you know, the underwear brand is right. behind you, on, and that's where you mm-hmm. see all of those. So um, the pictures that you see... On everybody's you know, party pages, yeah, yeah, exactly, are just um, organized events by corporations, and then these PR people get their clients to just go to that party. Because there's not enough hanging out already. Yeah, quite I can't, honestly, I can't do that. I, mean, I was so tired, and again, my time is dedicated <laughs> to the wife and the kids. Right, you're trying to raise two children. You're trying to be an active parent, and I want to be there. And so that's another thing with the Twitter is like when I go to a soccer practice. Yeah. I, I don't want to be the dad that misses a goal. Right. I'm putting the phone in the car. Right. And I won't look at it. And right. I will see when my son runs up and says, did you see me score that goal? I will say. You'll be able to say. High five. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, was, I really, I mean, that was, it's, I don't know. I just can't. Um, I, I, can't I like that it out. has to take a conscious choice, though, because we're inundated with all this. Where you're like, it's not, it's not. my phone is yeah. ringing and I'm getting texts constantly about all kinds of shit. And I really have overextended myself, but, um, and then for <laughs> me, but again, I'd like to pour my efforts into writing a script and I have, you know, screenplays that I'm trying to work on, mm-hmm. TV show ideas, a bunch of these animation ideas that I'm working on with right. a very funny guy. Um, and, uh, I'm working on all that shit. Yeah. I'm not gonna, it, so... Yeah. For me to pump out twenty Twitter jokes a day so I can cultivate this fan base. It's like, uh, it's, yeah, it's it's not it's not as quite honestly, it's just not as fun. It's not as fun for you because there are people who really really like the because I my Twitter feed is literally it, any given day can be yeah I'm having another cup of coffee. Did mm-hmm. you really need a blow by blow? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I guess you did because yeah. I have you know I don't know I have several thousand followers. Yeah, and I don't know. And then I just put what I, what shows I'm doing, and I do shows every night. So every day I post what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. So so this is great though to some extent that you've had all this time to read. So are, have you been reading Preacher and all that stuff? No, well, I read the Goon. I read Fear oh, Agents, Goon. which I have to go. The Goon, I didn't. I had no idea. But then I went on, and they were talking about this Paul Giamatti venture. They actually put together a little um, uh, presentation to try to get funding for a movie. Oh, a and Goon so movie? Just, uh, yeah, no, a you can Goon see that movie. on YouTube. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Oh my god! So anyway, be... like I, I was always into all that stuff, and I see I've uh, with a nine year old boy. Yes. 
And I have always been into all the DC comic books and all okay. that. But there's plenty of stuff on TV, so I watch all the stuff with him. Mm-hmm. And um, there's Batman: Brave and the Bold. Which is, Those, that that that's that older series, right? That's amazing, right? No, this or is, is it a, ongoing. This is a newish, one. a new version. Yeah, okay. that is um, very funny. I think it's oh, hilarious. Good. Like they they have a really good sense of humor. And um, I like it when so, they make Batman. I mean, I. I, I don't mind that he's dark, but I do want him also to be funny. Yeah. I, I like it when he's Well, funny. this is a very cartoony, bright version of Batman. Okay. But I also like how they use all of the other... Um, they use a lot of the uh, uh, Unlimited type of characters that you might see in Justice League Unlimited, where Red Tornado... Oh, okay. They use a lot of the other guys. So okay. it's not just the typical super friends. Right, it's not the same five. The same five, yeah. Yeah. And they're using a lot of the other characters, um, so that's so that's a, is that a really good cartoon? Yeah, yeah, they're doing it really well. They they're doing a really good job over there. I think our favorite. We love um, Booster Gold. Do you know that one? I is? haven't watched Booster Gold. Well, he doesn't have his own show, but we, I get those comic books. Okay, uh, because he's the um, and he's part of like this unlimited, like he more extended. Like this DC, DC superhero? Yeah, he's a great backstory. Um, What's his backstory? Well, he's, he's the greatest uh, he's the greatest hero no one ever knew, uh, knew or no one knows. Okay. Um, and, uh, he's he's a well-kept secret in the well, superhero community? Yeah, he's community? from the future where everybody has these powers. Oh, okay. He just tr- stole a time, uh, a time machine and came back. Now, okay. So he's special. Oh, so he could be special? Yeah, so he could oh. be special. <laughs> And, um, yeah. That's he's, awesome. He's very funny. And so in terms of, like, a lot of his dialogue, and I like the Blue Beetle. And um, Right. What is the Blue Beetle's powers? The Blue, Blue Beetle, has, it's more of like a, a suit to say. Okay. It's, uh, where he has, um, and he's a teenager. He's just a teen, okay. teenager. Oh, I love a teen superhero. Yeah. I just, I do. Teen Titans? Yeah, I'm we, on board. We watch a lot of that, right? So anywhere. I'm reading the comic book. I I would love to watch those animated cartoons. You mm-hmm. know, I have a lot of nieces and nephews, and for years, Teen Titan. They did this really weird. You know, they yeah? it's all anime. Oh right, oh, right, right. So, yeah. yeah. So the yeah. manga and the Japanese anime kind of yeah, more of a theme to it. it. Yeah, that's great. It's uh, Spectacular Spider-Man is good. Um, the Batman. They have this older series that was on Boomerang. Okay. Um, so, you know, I watch all that stuff with him, and uh, so that, I mean, I've always had a lot of comic books, and my wife sort of cut me off a little bit, So, but it lends itself perfectly to, okay, now I'm going to read some of these graphic novels that right. I never really... What do you what do you watch with your daughter? What do you, what do you do with what does she like to do? She's sort of forced to you know. There's a lot of other great cartoons that are on right now. Mm-hmm. You sort of watch you know a nine year old and a six year old. Right. So Phineas and Ferb is really good. I there's hear that that is actually fun. Very fun. funny show uh, called Fish Hooks that is Fish on, Hooks. which is hard for me because I auditioned for it. Oh right. And, <laughs> um, uh, but it's it's hilarious. Okay. So Fish Hooks is good. Cartoon Phineas Network? and Ferb is good, and then uh, Adventure Time. Right. It's good. Right. And then on Cartoon Network, the regular show. The is regular show. Fantastic. And that's for kids as well? Yeah. Older kids. Sort of. Okay. Like, um, I think at one point, like, you smell like a pocket full of butts or something. Oh, you know, oh so. well, yeah, butt jokes. That's Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, yeah, pocket full of butts or butt full of butts. Yeah, yeah. There's butt um, jokes. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think children need to laugh at they butts. They do say you suck. Oh yeah, Something like that. So you don't want your six-year-old walking around going, "You suck." Right. So not it's, not it's, in this day and age. Yeah. They can't tell each other to shut up either. No. And so <laughs> there's none of that happening. It's a little bit older, but it's very funny. So those are the four shows I could really. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. It, That's the regular show, and it's the animation is so good. Um, that yeah, uh, yeah. I, it, I'll try that. I think you really, if I could recommend anything, yeah. It'd be the regular show. The regular show. All right, I've been. And That's what awesome. channel is that on? That's a Cartoon Network. It's a Cartoon yeah. Okay. Because I watch Venture Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that is not children related no, at all. There should no. be no children involved until no. they're 16. And I watch Archer. I haven't got to see Archer. I don't. Aisha's a friend of mine, and I just I can't. Um, I For some reason, I keep forgetting to DVR it or whatever. Yeah. But, see, there's a lot of work to do. That's the 19 shows, I guess. Right. It's because a, there's also, I mean, and then... I've taken a fast-forwarding through shows. 
Really? I'm watching a castle on Fast Forward. Oh. And Bones. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to catch up. It'll be great. And uh, <laughs> because they're, they're the, you know, and I just finished watching the first season of Sherlock. The BBC Sherlock. No. The BBC Sherlock is done by the same guy who did Doctor Who. It's British. It's updated. Watson, it makes those Robert Downey Jr. movies look like the crap that they are. Oh, wow. Even though I thoroughly enjoy both of them. Oh, I know. That made my brother has this girlfriend then, actually, when the Sherlock Holmes 2 came out. And we were, it was over Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had promos for it. And uh, we were all sitting around watching TV, and she said, yes, I wow. can't wait to see that. All right. And everybody in the room just sort of did this slow turn. Who <laughs> just fucking said that? Yes. And I saw it, but I, I liked, I didn't mind them, I, but because I have no expectations. You know, I know what it's going to be. But the, the BBC Sherlock is, is modern. Sherlock is a, just a giant tool bag of a human being, like Sherlock Holmes would yeah, be, because yeah, yeah. he's a frickin' know-it-all. All right. And then Watson is an Afghanistan veteran. Cool. A British, uh, and he's amazing. All right, so... And there's only three episodes in the first season. Easy. Done. You gotta, they're long episodes, but they're so great, and the mysteries are awesome. Okay. I mean, yeah, on Blu-ray, also on streaming on Netflix. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. See, that's another thing is that for... I have to get really hooked up with my Netflix. And then also because I'm... It's hard for me because I'm not at home. I don't have to. I can go out and I can do stand-up. Like, I was going to go to yeah. the cellar tonight and hang okay. out. And, oh, um, I want to go there. I've never been. But yeah. uh, but you got to live here, to because that's what I hear. Is if you don't live here, they're not going to put you up anyway. No. But, but it would be nice to see it because I've only seen it on Louis C.K.'s sitcom. So I'm just going to go and try to hang out as much as I possibly can. And on these flights back and forth, that's yeah. when I can really catch up on a lot of this stuff. You know what else Netflix streaming I would recommend that I've been watching now? Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends. Really? Yeah. The original. What about Lillehammer? Did you, I haven't tried uh, that. Stephen Van Zandt. No. Um, he's a mob fixer that sort of goes in the witness protection program. And uh, I think he's, what, living in Denmark? Or Is it I American? Yeah. Huh. I've been watching In Plain Sight also on Netflix, which I can't recommend. It's terrible. I sometimes watch Burn Notice. I watch Suits. Sure. I like White Collar. Oh, I, um, characters all- welcome. <laughs> You're on board. NCIS, a little bit of a... Because 3 o'clock in the afternoon when comics are... Essentially, that's your downtime, right? Before the show on the well, road, I'm here every day though. Yeah, oh, that's right. yeah. Right. But I, yeah, uh, comics do have a lot of USA time. Right, right. three to five p.m. It's it, that's how I got addicted to Bones because they did back to back episodes, and I would end up watching like two or three episodes a day. I the same with Burn Notice. Same with um, how about reality Netflix. shows? What do you? I don't. Even? I don't do a reality. Do you do reality? Um, Top Chef. That's the only one I do. There's a guy, and I don't even know what this is, like a kitchen. <laughs> it's, it's not Gordon Ramsay. He does okay. a kitchen makeover, but this is a really buff English guy yeah. that remakes uh, and like remodels strip mall uh, restaurants. Oh, I have not and seen that. And that's fascinating. Okay. And then I watch Hardcore Pawn, which is basically this... Uh, pawn? How do you spell pawn? Pawn, P-A-W-N. It's a pawn shop Oh, show. the pawn show. Yeah, there's two pawn shows. There's Pawn Stars. Yep. And then there's Hardcore Pawn. Or Hardcore Pawn. See, <laughs> yes. Pawn Stars tries to make it about um, the an artifact. It's almost like an antique road show. Oh, oh the, shop. like finding they're gonna something. Try, yeah, they're going to go and say, a guy brought in a Civil War cannon, and we're going to go research <laughs> it. So I'm going to call my Civil War expert. He's going to come out. bring in a Civil War cannon? in Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, that was a hardcore pond is done in Detroit. Oh. So it's more... This is a guy taking advantage of black people. Yeah. Uh, last, uh, congratulations. Uh, yeah, so I watched that one. Wow. And then there's it's just this, a story about some dirtbag who's like, And no. his family, and a guy bringing in a TV, it's like, and it really, this bucks. sort of really teaches you how to negotiate. Yeah. Because he goes, his line, you learned how to fire people, now you're going to learn how to negotiate in mm-hmm. this episode of The Dork Forest. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, good. The first thing you say is, how much were you looking to get for that? Oh, to the person who's selling. You want to try selling. to sell me this jacket? Yeah. How much are you looking to get for it? Yeah. Well, how do you do it if you're on the other side? You have to just walk away. You have to be firm with your price. 
Yeah. And really know what it's worth. I think the problem that a lot of these people make is they're not on eBay. And as long as you have some information and you've done your homework, Mm -hmm. then you really can are in a position to negotiate if you right, know what something is worth. So if I'm going to buy a car and I'm very good at this. Oh, good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All I've, right. uh, I've helped a lot of friends yep. uh, buy vehicles, get lease deals. I know what everything is worth. Okay. So I've done all of my homework right. beforehand. I also call up every single um, dealer in the area mm-hmm. and I've priced out that same vehicle so I know exactly what they're selling for in Van Nuys as right. opposed to Monrovia and I know all so, Segundo, yeah, so whatever. It's all about if you've done your research on mm-hmm. this and then you're going to work with an auto broker. Let's say you call up an auto broker and say I want to know how much this car is going to cost me. I want a, a, a Hyundai Accent or whatever, whatever the hell it is. It's sixteen thousand dollars is what you find. That's how much every almost everybody's charging for it. And also, then what the happens? best time to buy a car, right, is in the fall. Okay, because they're getting ready for all of the new ones to come in, so they right. really have to do clear out that inventory. So that's a, you should only buy a car, a new car in the fall. What now? What, no, there's a lot of people who think don't buy a new car because once you I, drive off the lot, you yeah. lose the value. I didn't. I, exactly. I, yeah. I, if oh, gonna, you think if you're going to lease a car? The mm-hmm. best lease deals are going to be in the fall. Mm-hmm. And then if you're going to buy a car, I always would buy something with a couple thousand miles on it. Like That's that. like one year old. Yeah, I bought a 2006 car um, this last year with that had 37,000 miles on it. Right. It was just like a, a station wagon. That yeah. The kids, and um, it was twenty thousand dollars when it, this car in 2006. Sold for a lot more. The sticker on it was like fifty-seven thousand dollars. But because it had thirty-seven thousand miles and it was four years later, thousand dollars. You saved a bajillion dollars. Yeah. All right. So that's why I'm very thrifty. Like, but and then um, I love that negotiating stuff, and I love the storage wars. Yeah. Show. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. I I can't watch. Here's the thing. When I was a kid, my dad would take us on sales calls with him. If you said anything, he would blame you. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a word. You sit there, you look cute. That is your entire point and purpose. My wife, same thing. I don't ask any like if you not have a questions. Word. Let's talk about it in private. I don't right. want to hear him to hear anything. Not a word. Not a hobby. Not a you know. Nope. Mm-hmm. Not a color choice. Not well, a that was my dad's Just... big thing. I think my brother Russ one time said. Um, I like brown. What and the my, fuck and is my... the problem? Did you just say <laughs> brown? That is exactly what my dad said to him. I've said he was like, he just grabbed, wife. he just grabbed my my brother, and uh, they walk. He said, "Well, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do it today." And uh, he goes, "I said, not a, not a word. What the hell is your problem? Mm-hmm. Did you just say I like brown to the guy? Because now, now he's got leverage over me. Yeah, and it's like, what, what, what do you mean he has leverage because over you? He has leverage over your dad's completely right, and because." You don't want the brown is the last color you want, right? You, you don't want, want to mention the because the, yeah. if you like brown, keep it under don't your hat. Mention to me him you like anything, but yeah. I also have a price in mind mm-hmm. that I know is way lower than what they can do, right? And I said if you can do this, then I can. And I just go out to a point where it's like the guys looking. No, I absolutely cannot do that, right? And I also like to have cash, right? Right, because you can, and if um, you can. If you can show up with $12,000, because that's, what happened was, is I have a, I don't mean to brag, but it actually, I, I am bragging, because it's a 2003 Toyota Corolla, and it's the first new car I ever bought, or new, to, it was, I bought it used in 2005, yeah. I think. And, um, and weirdly enough, the guy said, well, do you like this car? And I said, I don't mind the car, I just, I've never wanted a red car. And I didn't, I was, I was buying that car. That was the car I was going to buy. If, if, if it, but it always takes six hours to buy a damn car. Yeah. It takes your day. And then I love what you did though. You said, I don't. Um, yeah. Well, you yeah, know, I was just like, I, I don't actually want a red car cause I get pulled over more often. Yeah. And, uh, and just saying, whatever the excuse is, right? <laughs> just I really hate true. silver. I've always had a silver car. I don't want the silver one. Right. It's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. Well, you know, what can we do to get you into the silver one? I mean, right. let's, hey. let's do something else. Yeah, uh, so let's just, just shave another five hundred dollars of it. Yeah, and um, but the the thing is is tricked out. It's got like it was fully loaded with with everything that it anybody knows. Because the only thing I really ever want in a car is a. Uh, I 
want a USB port now. That's my oh, big yeah, thing. And I want for my iPad, iPod, and then I want um, cruise control. Well, you can use the USB port you can get from the cigarette, cigarette lighter. Yeah, you could just well, do an adapt, adapter. Like an adapter thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For, I don't you know could uh, Ford Fiesta. Oh, the Fiesta. <laughs> That's not a bad. I think uh, my husband, he bought uh, a Focus, and it came with like oh, these underlights. Yeah. yeah, these weird lights that flicker. And, yeah, and, it's all tricked out for young Latino and Asian kids. Right, right. Is there a rave happening in yeah. your $15,000 vehicle? There's some great, I wanted to turn this into a bit, but there's a great sort of reality commercial for a guy who's like, I, I, I purchased the new Ford uh, Fiesta and I went home to my friends. My friends were like, wow, is that a Fiesta? And then I was like, yeah. And then they they were checking it out. And at first they were going to make fun of me, but then they, you know, they love the Fiesta. They love <laughs> Everybody's asking for a ride in my Fiesta. It's <laughs> just a... Uh, um, Young young kids, you know what I'm talking about? Those reality yeah. commercials. Oh yeah, where yeah. You do the, the fake press, them, press the, conference. Yeah, the That's fake press conference. Yeah. And, and but this one was just sort of a fake interview with some guy. Fake who, interview with this young Latino yeah, kid yeah, about the Fiesta. Do you remember that was one of the. My name is Juan Carrillos, and this is my Fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever see Pimp My Ride? Oh yeah, yeah. They would um, where, where they would take some death trap and then trick it out in yeah. a way that was Old obviously going to get boosted. Yeah, yeah. Like the minute they left. With um. Reality shows, there's those landmark reality shows, and I think that was like at the at one of the um, it, it, makeover shows that mm-hmm. involved homes or vehicles and stuff like that. It, Pimp My Ride was at the forefront of all of that. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Was, what 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 do you what do you, what do you, do you read any long prose? Do you read any like nonfiction or? Yeah. I like to ask. Yeah, what do you like? Oh no, there's, you look like a nonfiction. Kind sure. Of guy. Well, there's two books. Yeah, uh, two books that I, I actually I, I recommend constantly that I oh, carry yeah? with me. Um, Just as extra copies to push on people. No, you ever do that? Uh, no, no, no. I do that. <laughs> um, I I brought Hari Kondabolu a, a copy of Ed Brubaker's Incognito. Really? Which is a, a graphic novel about a supervillain who's in the witness protection program. Oh wow! Yeah. It's noir. It's great. Okay. Yeah, incognito. I'm in. All right. And then um, the one that I carry around with me in my backpack at all times is uh, War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. No. What is that? It's um, just about... uh, It's mainly about fighting procrastination and getting shit done. Really? Uh, So I carry it with me at all times. Uh, And and, and just sort of go to it? Because, you know, yeah. I mean, he's really good. He... um, I forget what else he's done. He wrote uh, the screenplay of the book. He wrote uh, The Legend of Bagger Vance. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Mr. Black Guy golf movie. Right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. But he wrote that. So he's, an, you know, he's actually, people have purchased his, his stuff. He sells. Mm-hmm. And he tells, you know, the story of resistance. And so basically, the, no matter what you're doing, um, the, the closer you get, so if you want to, he uses the example of a plumbing supply company or you're trying to write a screenplay, mm-hmm. the closer you get to that, there's more resistance that just tries to distract you from that goal. Oh, okay. So it's, um, it's all about um, oh, resistance, fighting great. the resistance. It's great. It, yeah. It really is good because internet addiction yeah. and turning your, you know, um, you know, he has a routine that every single day he gets all of his personal email and nonsense done. Right. And I think he writes from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. every single day. Wow. And then at 3 turns p.m. He, can... he turns his phone back on. And then he, he turns has all everything of his back conversations. on. And I get distracted so fucking easily <laughs> that it's right. internet and an email. And, you know, a lot of comics do jokes about it. And then all of a sudden you're on eBay and somebody right. sends you a link. Yeah, and then the you're link. 12 links later. You know, I, so, I have a, a Go phone, which doesn't get the internet, which is awesome. Oh, wow. But then I got an iPad. And there's no reason for me to check my email. Because you know who's emailing me? Groupon. Who gives a shit? Yeah. There's absolutely no reason for me to constantly check my email. But I do it anyway. I check I check every single 10 minutes. I'm checking right. now just because we're talking about it. Right. Just as the example. So it's, Exciting um, things happening? Nothing. Look, let's <laughs> look at, so I do get some, you know, you get some daily show stuff. And I get some Twitter Updates mm-hmm. on who's following Cafe Press. Very Cafe Press. Fascinating. I don't know, I, I don't know why, where that's coming from or how I was. In, I think I've 
I said I have a Joanne Fabric. Who knew? Joanne's Fabrics. I don't know how a Joanne Fabric. I'm getting email from them. Eight two six LA. Where me and my wife are involved with them. Right. That's a nice. uh, That's 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 a good thing though. That's one of those uh, benefits. One of those one of them charities that the kids are all that help people. Yeah. Um, Did you hear that thing about Planned Parenthood? No. That they're they're an arm. Oh, oh, the Girl Scouts are an arm of the Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Did you hear about that? No. That guy in Indiana, one of the. a senator, he he saw something on the internet where somebody claimed it, and he repeated it to his staff. Wow. But in a letter that said, "Hey, I don't have a source on this, but I heard it." That's awesome. Thanks. Send it out to your entire staff in a letter, you dumb cluck. Anyway, so yeah, what's so now, the other book? Um, well, uh, I really I'm a really big. Do you know Franklin Ajay did a comic? Yeah, Franklin Ajay. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a really big fan of his. Are you? And, uh... No, that's... I love when you're... When, when comics are, like, a working dude that's still alive. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'd like to kind of follow him around and see what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> no, he has a book called... He used to teach at UCLA, and he okay. has a book called Comic Insights. And, uh, you know, that helped me out. I haven't referred back to that one in a while, but that helped me when I first started. Um, and it's just, just about to... stand-up, or it's about Yeah, it's writing, a lot of or... interviews. It's, it's really about what to do as uh it's it's great interviews with um richard jenny uh oh. seinfeld carlin chris rock like he goes yeah. through jay leto and he interviews all these other stand-ups and he okay talks just about talks to them about yeah i mean those were the two books or? that i used to constantly recommend and um as far as uh yeah what i'm reading now now is just i went just went through uh like I said, the goon. And, oh, right. Uh, and I'm a big Cormac McCarthy fan. I've read all the road. Of stuff. That's yeah, cheerful. Yeah, I cry, cried at the end. Yeah, of yeah. That. Oh, just there's imagine. no reason not to. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, what about I've started? Um, yeah, I think I have uh, Outliers. Sure, Malcolm Gladwell. That's Malcolm a good Gladwell, one. that's yeah. a great book. It's, uh, I'm and, reading uh, that right now. That's wonderful. Doing yeah. it, and then all the stuff about the Korean pilots and uh, no, I haven't got to that. You know, I'm still on the on the hockey players. Yeah, oh, so I'm only in the first the chapter. Sure. Yeah, it was, and and I like the idea that the that in Denmark they don't start judging people until they're ten, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> that's just ten thousand hours. You know, it's uh, we sort of uh, oh, that's yeah. right. That's the ten thousand hours guy. Yeah, because Mike thing. Furman was telling me about the book, and then my husband had read the book, mm-hmm. and it was just sitting out, and I was like. Didn't you say this was great? And so I brought it with me on this trip. That's it a good story. Great. I'm going to tell that story again, Al. Um, what happened was <laughs> it was sitting on the... No. Okay. <laughs> well, I've gone into... I think that's the best one because I've tried to read uh, Blink. Oh, his other... Uh, tipping oh, Point. Tipping, he's that guy. He's that's that guy. right. And so... Um, Sometimes they're based on things that are a little dodgy. Outliers, I think, is his best It might be. Effort. Yeah. But and and again, which you get the Korean, it makes a lot of sense. He also tells a great story about oh the Korean um, pilots where they were there communication was a cast, thing. It was a hierarchy, it was and a you couldn't system. yeah, and you couldn't um, question the authority even right. when this guy was making the kill. Right, they were killing 120 people. people. <laughs> right. Well, this has been a fascinating hour. Let me just tell you that. Oh, it's been sure. an hour. How do you, oh, what do you hour. like about that? Yeah. It's so almadrigal Sure. I just am redoing that right now. I have my own podcast called Minivan Men. Minivan Men? Yes. What's that? That is all. It's me, Maz Jubrani, and Chris Spencer talking about um, all of the struggles of a modern sort of comedian dad husband guy. Oh, because you're all married with kids? Married with kids. All married with kids. Minivan. That's where the minivan thing comes in. And and None of us us own minivans, but it's... uh, Right, but you discuss at length of how you juggle that and how that works. How you're juggling that and then how to... Do you guys pass the conch shell at all or is it some sort of talking (laughs) stick? Uh, Safe space. And, uh, but no, it's, um, because it's, it's got to be fiddly as all hell. Because what does your wife do for a living? Is she working with the kids? Or? She just got her master's in education. She has her own little business where she does um, uh, sort of consulting and reading uh, assessments for So she's been going to school. school. She's wow. been going to school a lot of the time, but over this last year, she's just starting her own company called Looking Glass, which is a um, assessment sort of uh, systems for uh, elementary school children. 
All right. That, um, yeah, so it's not like she's not super busy herself. And yeah. So you guys are both trying to juggle having kids and having careers and all that stuff. Yeah. That's kind of fascinating. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's a good podcast. And then I'm uh, involved with Pocho.com. Pocho. Pocho.com. P-O-C-H-O. You know what Pocho is? That's no. uh, sort of Americanized Mexican. That's what I, right? you know, and so. Because uh, that's your, your Sicilian one. and. Sicilian and Mexican. And Mexican. That's yeah. the other half. Yeah. yeah. So that's sort of a derogatory term by other Mexicans. Oh, like, really? Look at you, Pocho. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Because you've melted? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, we have embraced the... Uh, my dad is a Pocho. Okay. I'm a Pocho. And, um, yeah, so I, I do work with them. And, uh, yeah, Twitter and shit like that. You know, my website, I just redid my website. So oh, yeah? I'd like people that's to go pretty back. good looking. It's got all my Daily Show stuff up there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and then everybody can see you on The Daily Show with your correspondence stuff. Yeah, i got a new piece is, coming out that I'm oh, excited about. Oh, good. Yeah. Awesome. And this will go up in a couple of weeks. Cause, awesome. Uh, so I'm, uh, the new piece will be out. The new piece will be out, and I'll people can go on, on your website, yeah. which will also be new. Yeah. Al Madrigal, people. It was good. You chose wisely. Uh, see you next time. Good night. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?